This is Film Bookcast. Film Bookcast. Film Bookcast. The official podcast of Film Book. Get ready for the latest in film news, TV show news, and theatrical reviews. Film Book's podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Bookcast, the official podcast of Film Book. My name is Chris Banks. If you're tuning in for the first time, what I do on Film Bookcast, I discuss the latest film and TV show news. I also review an in theater film sometimes. You can find more about Film Bookcast on film book.com by using the search term Film Bookcast. You can also email us at podcast at film book.com with Film Bookcast in the subject line. Let's jump right into it this week. Let's switch up gears and check out some movie news from this week. We finally got an idea of what the cast of Gladiator 2 is going to look like. Finally are getting a glimpse of what the Gladiator sequels cast is going to look like. Apparently Connie Nielsen is set to return in her role as Lucilla. But Stranger Things star Joseph Quinn is set for a role in the film. And according to previous report, the sequel story will center on Lucius and the son of Lucilla, played by Nielsen. Some more movie news from this week. Considering the new Super Mario Brothers just passed a billion dollars at the box office. Some seek to reappraise the original 1993 film as misunderstood, but the initial adaptation of the beloved game was such a critical and commercial bomb that it made Nintendo swear off any major motion picture based on a game for the foreseeable future. That's what makes Super Mario Brothers earning over a billion dollars at the box office so impressive, even considering how much negative press they got for casting Chris Pratt as Mario. Thankfully, Pratt stepped into the role with his recognizable charm. And I'm sure that considering the film has made over a billion dollars that Nintendo will be more open to an adaptation of their video game in the future more than they were after the original 1993 movie. The last bit of movie news we'll talk about this week is a piece of news close to my heart. I was like 13 when the original Dodgeball came out and I guess Dodgeball 2 is in the works with Vince Vaughn actually going to reprise his role as Pete LaFleur. The original film was released in 2004. It was a huge critical and commercial success. According to Deadline, the sequel has entered the development stage at 20th Century Studios. Vaughn has been confirmed to reprise his starring role and will likely work on the project as a producer. No other details about the film have been released yet, but we'll definitely keep up with news. The sequel will be written by Jordan Vandina. That's it for movie news from this week. This week in TV news, I guess Kevin Costner is beginning production on his western sequel that delayed the production of Yellowstone season 5. It's created by Taylor Sheridan. Yellowstone became a breakout hit for Paramount Plus, launching an entire universe that now includes Harrison Ford in a prequel series titled 1923. Costner is going to develop a four-movie western titled Horizon. We don't know what the plot details are going to be, but apparently it's going to tie into the TV series as well as create a whole new film universe. So we'll keep up with news about Yellowstone Season 5 as well as Costner's new film, Horizons. Another cool piece of TV news that came out this week, fans of the video game Vampire Survivors will be excited as a live-action TV series is in the works. The viral gaming sensation Vampire Survivors is in the works for television. Story Kitchen is partnering with the game's developer, Luca Galante, to adapt the comedic gothic horror video game into a premium animated TV series. The game is set in 2021 in rural Italy. It's a game about survival. The search is underway for a TV writer, but the project will be shopped to animated TV network buyers. Vampire Survivors was the winner of the Best Game and Best Game Design Award at the BAFTA Game Awards earlier this month. Galante's founder said the most 
most important thing in Vampire Survivors is the story. So it's a dream come true to see what started as a little indie game I made on the weekends come to life as an animated TV show. Exciting news for fans of Vampire Survivors. The last bit of TV news we'll check out this week, I can't really end the weekly episode without talking about the death of Jerry Springer. The iconic TV show host and former mayor of Cincinnati died this week at 79. Jerry revolutionized daytime television and his legacy will last a long time. Rest in peace, Jerry. This week in international entertainment news, the sun is setting on Sky's Spanish crime drama, A Town Called Malice. The series is being canceled after just one season, as the second season was already prepped and underway. Vertigo Films and Rogue State informed Sky of its decision this week to cancel the show, which has come as a surprise given the preparations were already underway for season two. Jason Flemig starred as Albert Lord, the head of a family of petty thieves from South London, who decamped to Spain to profit from an unexpected windfall. The drama's ratings were lower than expected, and Sky is blaming the competitive environment for the scripted content. Another piece of internet national news, Signature Entertainment has acquired the UK and Irish rights to J.K. Simmons' thriller You Can't Run Forever. Voltage Pictures is the distributor for the film. The movie follows a teenage girl struggling with a tragic past who is hunted through the woods by a sociopath on a murderous rampage. Randall Schumacher is the producer of the film. Finally this week in international entertainment news, Netflix has put Banditos, a thriller series about an underwater heist, into production. The drama follows the story of Miguel, an accomplice Lily, who are joined by a group of bandits as they attempt to retrieve treasure from an underwater grave of a Spanish galleon that sunk in the Gulf of Mexico during the War of Independence. However, they're not the only one after the bounty. Shot in Spanish, the series also stars Juan Pablo Medina, Mabel Cadena, and many others. Adrian Grunberg, who also directed Rambo The Last Blood, is the director, and the series is set to launch in 2024. That's it for international entertainment news from this week. Now let's check out some DVD home releases from this week. 80 for Brady is now available on DVD. A group of four lifetime Brady fans decide to take a road trip to watch them play the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. When the four friends arrive in Houston, they are devastated to learn that tickets to the Super Bowl are out of their price range. Instead of being gloomy, they have a hot wing-eating contest and pretend to be dancers during halftime. 80 for Brady is now available on DVD. Champions is now available on DVD. A struggling high school team from a small town gets a second chance when a former NBA player returns home to coach them. The team, made up of misfits and underdogs, initially struggles to find their rhythm under a new coach's unorthodox methods. Under a new coach's unorthodox methods. But as they learn to trust one another and push past their individual limitations, they begin to win games and gain confidence both on and off the court. With the playoffs in sight, the team must come together and overcome their biggest challenge yet, as they face off against their longtime rivals in a winner-take-all championship game. Champions is now available on DVD. The Ritual Killer is now available on DVD. Just before retiring and riding off into the sunset, a group of detectives finds themselves in the midst of tracking down a notorious serial killer. Unlike his murderous counterparts, the culprit is on a mission. Find and slay victims with specialized characteristics and physical traits. Investigators soon realize the man's mission is more than simple bloodlust. He's performing a black magic ritual used to imbue dark powers into its participants. The police, closing in on their target, make a stark revelation. The killer is tracking every move with pinpoint precision. With backing from elite individuals of the upper echelons of society, the killer reigns terror on his victims spanning across multiple countries and exotic locations. The Ritual Killer is now available on DVD. This week in movie trailers, coming out June 16th, we finally got the Flash trailer and other 
look at what is, I mean, wow. I'm blown away by just the converging worlds that The Flash is going to allow us to see. You know, you got a lot of Michael Keaton in this trailer, and it's going to debut in theaters June 16th, and Ezra Miller reprises his role as Barry Allen in DC Superhero's first ever standalone feature film. Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation, and there are no superheroes to turn to. That is, until Barry can coax a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kaptonian albeit not the one he's looking for. Ultimately, to save the world that he is in and return to the future that he knows, Barry's only hope is to race for his life. But will making the ultimate sacrifice be enough to reset the universe? Check out the Flash trailer. It'll be in theaters June 16th. Another movie trailer that debuted this week is the Hunger Games prequel movie. It's titled The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It follows a young Coriolanus, who is the last hope for his falling lineage the once-proud Snow family that has fallen from grace in a post-world capital. With his livelihood threatened, Snow is reluctantly assigned to his mentor Lucy Gray Baird, a tribute from his impoverished District 12. But Lucy Gray's charm captivates the audience of Panem. Snow sees an opportunity to shift their fates. With everything he has worked for hanging in the balance, Snow unites with Lucy Gray to turn the odds in their favor. Battling his instincts for good and evil, Snow sets out on a race against time to survive and reveal if, if he will ultimately become a songbird or a snake. Check out the trailer for The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It'll be in theaters this fall, November 17th. The last movie trailer we'll talk about this week is a really haunting uh, movie. It's A Haunting in Venice, an unsettling supernatural thriller based upon the novel Halloween Party by Agatha Christie. Directed by Kenneth Branagh, it'll be in theaters September 15th. It's set in an eerie post-World War II Venice, on All Hallows' Eve. It's a terrifying mystery featuring the return of the celebrated sleuth, Hercule Perrault. Now retired and living in a self-imposed exile in the world's most glamorous city, at a party, one of the guests is murdered and the detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. Check out the trailer for A Haunting in Venice. It'll be in theaters September 15th. That's it for movie trailers. This week in TV trailers, we got a first look at Anthony Mackie in the upcoming Twisted Metal series. It's going to debut on Peacock, and it follows the motormouth outsider who who's offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Check out the trailer for Twisted Metal. It'll debut on Peacock. No word yet on when the series will be released. Another TV trailer that debuted this week is season six of Black Mirror. You've been wondering, you've been waiting, you've been warned. The sixth season of Charlie Broker's Black Mirror is back. The most unpredictable, unclassifiable, and un unexpected season yet. Check out the trailer of season six of Black Mirror. It'll arrive on Netflix in June. The final TV trailer that debuted this week, the final one that we'll talk about, is the final season of Mayans MC. It's premiering May 24th on FX, and check out the trailer of One Last Ride for Mayans MC. That's it for TV trailers from this week. All right, time for this week's movie review. For this week's movie review, we're going to finally talk about Scream 6. I think it just came out on streaming. It's directed by Tyler Gillett and Matt Benatelli-Olpin. It grossed close to $170 million at the box office. Four survivors of the Ghostface murders have left Woodsboro behind for a fresh start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. I'm a huge Scream dude. The original Scream was such a cultural moment for 
young people in this country. I mean, I was a single-digit little boy when it came out. I think I was five when it came out, five or six when it came out. But you can't underscore the impact that Scream had on American cinema. You know, Scary Movie was as big of a imprint on the culture, and that was a, literally a, a spinoff making fun of the whole franchise. But that's how big Scream was. Scream was the biggest thing you can imagine in horror in the late 90s and early 2000s. So my favorite Scream will always be the first Scream. However, Scream 5 really shocked me in the fact that it was better than Scream 4. You know, Scream 4 wasn't that good at all. And Scream 5 really gave me a lot of hope as a fan of the franchise because it set it up for the future. Scream 6 pays those receipts in a way that, as a fan of the franchise my whole life, it may actually be one of my favorite Scream movies. Everybody's back from the last Scream, and Hayden Panettiere is back playing Kirby. She looks amazing. Courtney Cox is back. And there's a fetishization of the screams of the past going on in Scream 6 that's both that's kind of distasteful in my opinion. I don't really like I don't really like it becoming a caricature of itself, you know, but other than that, that's my only real criticism of the movie because having Scream set in New York City, I was super excited, not just because I live there, not, not just because I love the city, not just because I love the franchise, just because the idea of Ghostface being on a train is fucking cool. Thankfully, they did it very tastefully. I think that they should have done a little more adventure in the city, like a couple more chases within the city infrastructure. But other than that, it was a very satisfying Scream movie. There's a lot of twists in here that you're not expecting. I'm not. I'm going to try to not spoil it so those who haven't watched the film can watch it after listening to this and not be turned off. Mason Gooding, Melissa Barrera, Jenny Ortega... Samara Weaving, they did a really good job honoring the legacy of the franchise and the weight that they had to hold up as actors. Jack Champion did a really good job, as well as Tony Rivolori did a very, very good job with just facilitating the, you know, it's not an easy role to play, it's not an easy franchise to play in, and everybody in the cast really did a great job, not only honoring where they were, but really setting the franchise up for another movie. You know, this movie grossed close to $170 million. They're going to make another one. And I just hope that they keep pushing the envelope in terms of what you can do with this franchise because I never expected to like Scream 6 as much as I did. It's fun. It makes sense. Things aren't done in a distasteful way. And it's extremely gory. It's one of the most gory Scream movies I think I've ever seen. I think it's the most gory Scream movie ever made. So... There you go. And I hope you like it as much as I did. Thanks so much for checking us out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Bookcast. You can find more of my work on film-book.com. Just search for Chris Banks or Film Bookcast. You can also find me on Twitter at CBanksy, S-E-E Banksy. I'm also on Instagram at the Chris Banks. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. If you're listening to this podcast on our YouTube channel, Filmbook Podcast, please like our video, subscribe to our channel, and leave us a comment in the comment section. It really helps people discover our podcast. Please also consider becoming one of our patrons on patreon.com slash filmbook. Your support helps us create more engaging content. You'll find our Patreon link below in the description. If you want to tweet about this podcast, just use the hashtag filmbookcast. Tune in next week for the next episode of the Filmbookcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you then.